The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers' afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers' afternoon drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders on his afternoon drive. Alan, what's going on? Not too much. Just leaving the Steelers facility where... I guess we had another quarterback day. Mason Rudolph practicing appears to be, I would say, pretty solidly going to start this Sunday. Still nothing official, um, but Mason Rudolph took the first team reps today. Kenny Pickett seems like he will be listed as limited. And I think, as I said yesterday, I just have a hard time seeing Kenny Pickett not getting the majority of the practice reps this week and then ending up being the starter on Sunday. So I think we're looking at another week of Mason Rudolph, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be without controversy either. Ah, uh, of course not, Alan. We can't have that. Um, Yeah, we right before we started recording, you jumped on here like, well, it looks like we have another day of talking about the quarterbacks because we have talked about the quarterbacks a lot, but uh, with them both speaking today, felt like we were heading in this direction anyway um yeah we got a lot of comments regarding obviously yesterday's topic so they were talking about quarterbacks both of them talking today um Alan, i don't know where you want to start with this because this conversation i feel like is so multi-layered like we both stated how we feel you know if kenny was healthy enough to go uh does he give them the best shot to win not just this football game but you know the following one does he give them the best shot right now is it more of a long-term or short-term view of the things i mean th- this conversation can go in so many different directions yeah, well, let's talk about the health, right? I mean, Kenny said today yeah. that he feels like he could play. 
Um, sure. But there's a big difference between feeling like he could play. And I've seen Kenny Pickett play through some stuff that he probably should not have played through. So, like, I don't really put a lot of stock in that. Like, Kenny would say he felt like he could play, like, you know, his leg was off at the knee. You know, it's just a flesh wound, right? Like, I mean, that's that's the guy we're talking about here. So, like, I don't really – I think there's going to be a lot of headlines. In fact, I already saw a horrible headline from some blog about, like, Kenny Pickett makes the Steelers make a decision about his health. No. Kenny is just saying that Kenny could play in Kenny's mind, which is almost certainly true and almost completely irrelevant. Like, I'm sure Kenny probably thought he could have come back into the game against the Cardinals, too. Like, there's a reason that we don't make medical decisions in football based on the player's opinion. Like, things things would look a lot differently uh, as we went along. Like, that is not the way it goes. And, you know, when we saw Kenny, and there's some more video out there of him in practice today, maybe it looks a little bit better than he did last week, but, like, not not appreciably different. This is a guy who's obviously physically limited, obviously not as mobile as he usually is. And he said in talking with us today that the reason that he was not allowed to dress for last week's game was that the training staff did not feel like he could move well enough to protect himself. I mean, I think at that point, you basically don't have a conversation. Like, although the, this these comments are going to bring up some drama, I think it's actually the opposite. If the training staff doesn't feel like Kenny Pickett can move well enough to protect himself, then there's no way he can play. Like, let alone, like, whether you right. want him to or not, not. Like, they just – you can't do that, you know. And so I, I think um, – I mean, maybe we end up in a place this week where there is no real decision that, that kind of um, it ends up not not being one. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that's interesting because I think there's a lot of people that prior to obviously Mason Rudolph having the game that he did on Saturday would have said, you know, give me Kenny Pickett at whatever percentage of health he's at just because he's not going to turn the football over. That narrative has seemingly completely flipped where it's like even if Kenny Pickett is healthy, they would rather see Mason Rudolph just because of what he did on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, certainly maybe if they had got another bad game, they would be more inclined to push things with his injury than they are right now. But I don't really see any reason for them to be that. Rudolph did take care of the football. A good game. Uh, I, I don't really see any reason to rush Kenny Pickett back. And it certainly doesn't seem like he's going to be 100% healthy or really anywhere approaching that um, this week, even though that was reported as we talked about yesterday. Strangely, um, it, it sure looks like uh, – you know, Kenny's still limited and probably not going to play this week. Um, I want to ask you one thing that popped up just as shortly before we started recording here, uh, get your take on this, because this has kind of made its rounds now through Steelers Twitter and people are upset about his response slash non-response to this. But Kenny Pickett was asked if he had learned anything while watching from the sidelines this past game. And he just said simply no. And a lot of people are taking issue with that being his response. Yeah, I mean, Ashley, the reporter from, I want to say it's WJET in Erie, standing right next to me in the scrum, and yes. I was about to ask that question. And mm. she asked it, and I was just about to ask that very question, and 
and then Ashley asked it and got no answer. And uh, I was I was like, oh, okay. Um, uh, so it was, it was kind of funny. Uh, but, you know, I, I will say this, like, the way I guess it was phrased that, you know, asking about the game on the sideline, you don't really learn anything on the sideline. In fact, you can't really, really see what's happening on the sideline. You know, a lot of football coaches in that press conference will use the, like, oh, we got to look at the tape. Pat Narduzzi comes to mind as someone who kind of leans on that all the time. And, like, while I do think it's kind of a cop-out a lot of times, like, when I covered high school football, I would watch some games on the sideline, and it's it's really hard to really know what is going on from the sideline. You're not really learning much there. I was maybe more curious about the game he spent in the booth. I felt like that could have been an opportunity to learn. Um mm-hmm but that was not specifically the way it was asked. I did think it was interesting to just like the sort of dismissive nature of the response. Right. I mean, that may be more than anything. Um, yeah. But I, well, I that's what I was going to ask. Could like, have learned from the sideline. Like you're not going to learn anything. Sure. But is Kenny typically the guy that will take that literally and answer it that way to kind of avoid expanding upon an answer? Because, like, I feel like he could have taken the opportunity there to say maybe not direct, like you're saying, maybe not directly this game on the sidelines, but the game where I was watching from the booth or just, like, watching these games back that I haven't played in on tape. Yeah. No, I agree. I think there's um, a chance there to – or maybe just say what I said and said, hey, you know, you can't really see anything on the sideline. Like, it's not a learning environment. You know, I'm there to support my teammates. There's not a whole lot I can do or see from there. Even just that answer, I feel like, might have gone over a little better than just no, which certainly uh, seemed not just to answer the question, but sort of be dismissive of it in a way that I was, wasn't was really expecting. Right. Yeah, same. Um I wanted to – so something else that just popped in my mind here, and maybe this is kind of where we wanted to take the conversation anyways, but, like, I don't want to look ahead too far here, but, like, say that, okay, Mason, if he is the guy on Sunday, goes out, plays this game, they win, everything kind of still needs to happen. Like, for the Steelers to go into Week 18 and play a game where if they win, they very much could be in the in the playoffs. Like, then how do you approach this, like, another week of – Kenny getting closer to full health. Mason coming off a really good game. You're still in the playoff hunt. Mason playing back-to-back games, giving you two wins is the reason why. Like, man, like the conversation could just become tougher and tougher, at least from my perspective, but would it from the team perspective? Yeah, I think, you know, Mason, you know, I don't don't know that Mason did anything in that Cincinnati game. Like the the results were there statistically, but talking about just like performance-wise, they're like really – um, changed anybody's mind. But, you know, when you're starting, you get the opportunity to do that. I mean, I think maybe he could. Um, and then it becomes very interesting because what happens – and, you know, there's so much behind this, right? It's not just – you know, I don't know how we – Derek Bell, when I were talking about this on, on Twitter, like if Kenny is healthy and can play and you don't play him, can you go back to him as a starting quarterback eventually after that? Like, I, I don't really know. You're, like, not even in 2020. You're saying in 2024. Like, going forward, can you say he's the guy? Right. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I don't I don't really know that I have an answer to that question. But, you know, it's it's not really done very often. I know that much. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's really tough. Look at all the like, quarterback carousel stuff that I feel like is happening this year. I mean, you've seen in Atlanta, like Desmond Ritter's been put back in, pulled, put back in, pulled twice. Sam Howell's now lost his job to Jacoby Brissett, at least for this week. And, you know, we'll see with only a couple weeks left. You would figure that Jacoby Brissett has a good shot to finish out the season. Like, are these teams basically saying, okay, we are acknowledging that our Pay our, our quarterbacks that we took within the first three rounds, or actually Howell's fifth, all the way down to fifth, that we took just a couple years ago, we realized they're not the guy already? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give you two more, too. Like, Zach Wilson, right, got benched and then came back. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Bill Belichick has gone back and forth between oh, Mac yeah, Jones and Bailey Zappi a number of times, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and really done it to both of them because they're both young quarterbacks that they've just recently drafted. Yeah, I don't know. It certainly seems like other teams are trying that. I also am not seeing any of those as successes, really. Like, I mean, that's a bunch of teams we've just named with pretty bad quarterback situations. I don't know. I don't know how realistic it is to go back to a guy that you've just benched and say, you're going to be the guy again in 2024. I, I don't know. I don't really know. How that works. Yeah, or at least like uncontested, right? Like, you know, maybe he would, that would be saying you might have an opportunity to win the job from somebody else, but there's certainly going to be more competition than there was this year where it's like not much of a debate. Kenny Pickett was QB1 for this team. Well, I think the last few weeks have certainly told us that the Steelers need to do a better job of identifying a backup quarterback and getting him ready to play than they did this year with Mitch Trubisky, right? I mean, that's to me, that's the big lesson to take out of the second half of this season is that Mitch, well, I mean, either what happened in Chicago with Mitch Trubisky is just a mirage and five years in the past and never coming back and for whatever reason, he's not that player or the Steelers just were grossly unprepared for Mitch Trubisky to go in the game, one or the other. And considering how good Mason Rudolph looked in his opportunity. I, I don't really know what to make of that, you know, but, but certainly their first answer at backup quarterback was not a good one. And it really, I mean, can you imagine how different the end of this season goes if the Steelers were getting the kind of game they got out of Mason Rudolph or even, you know, anything close to that, those two games against Arizona and New England, like, yeah, they'd be, They'd be in the playoffs, and we'd be talking about them as maybe having a chance to spoil Baltimore's division title. Like, I mean, it's a completely different story. So I think no matter what, the Steelers need a better backup quarterback next year. I don't know. This is just a very – I have a hard time seeing how Kenny Pickett goes from benched for Mason Rudolph for what is essentially a playoff game and maybe actual playoff games to yeah. then going back to be the starting quarterback in 2024. It feels to me like that's a move you you make and you don't unmake. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of the, like I said, a lot of the YouTube comments, you know, kind of had similar thoughts here. Um, and, you know, someone going as far as even saying, like, two of the three quarterbacks in the room right now should come back next year. The obvious one being Mitch Trubisky, not back on the roster, but switching spots where Mason is the starter and Kenny Pickett is the backup. Like, is there a world where that is the case in 2024 for the Pittsburgh Steelers? 
No. No, they're not, not going to go into 2024 based on the offseason starting quarterback. I don't even know if they're going to go into 2024. Yeah. I saw another comment, too, something about uh, – maybe it was on Twitter or something along the lines. I mean, no no matter what happens in these this game, next game, whatever, unless it takes them to the Super Bowl, Mason Rudolph is not starting any more games – for the Steelers unless somebody is hurt. Like, that's that's not happening. I, I don't know why anyone would think it would. I think this is kind of like a continuation of our conversation yesterday with kind of being like a, a prisoner of the moment, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I get over – I can kind of understand the overreaction to that performance again based off taking a quarterback in the first round, not seeing what you would have liked to have seen from him, seeing his – poorly of the quarterback play as we have for such a long period of time now like multiple seasons for the Pittsburgh Steelers and then getting a performance on Saturday from Mason Rudolph like out of nowhere like not even the backup quarterback the third string quarterback to start the season um so I can kind of understand like why somebody would be overreacting in this way but that is that is a a leap and a half yeah I mean I can't I I just can't see that um I am interested, though, like, what – okay, so if you're of the mind that the Steelers should be done with Kenny Pickett and that they yeah. should start Mason Rudolph, and then, okay, I understand maybe there are some people saying Mason Rudolph will be the starting quarterback. I don't think anyone thinks that's realistic. Um, but uh, – sorry, hold on. There's a police officer coming through. Um, I think there's, I think there's, there's a school of thought, right? That you just, okay. Kenny's just not in. Um, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure I agree with that. And I really don't think the Steelers agree with that. Um, and they will get into that real quick. Like, look, the offense was obviously struggling throughout this year. And before Mitch played, I think everyone thought that Mitch should be a pretty decent backup option, right? Like yeah. his yeah. career talent level not really that different than Pickett's, right? His results, not really that different. And when things weren't going well for the Steelers, they didn't bench Kenny. They fired the offensive coordinator, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the Steelers saying, we don't think Kenny's the problem. We think Canada's the problem, which tells me that they're likely to give Kenny a shot with a different coordinator, right? Like that feels like that's probably what's going to happen because – that's what their actions are telling us they believe. And so that makes sense to me. But if you're of the mindset that you don't want Kenny back, start Mason these next two games for better or for worse, and then move on the offseason, what does moving on look like? You know, I, I don't really like, do you want to start over again with another late first round quarterback? Where, where do you go from here if it's not with Kenny Pickett? Yeah, there's a lot of avenues, right, that have been discussed. Now, are they realistic? That's a different conversation. But, like, we've got a new one thrown out just today with Russell Wilson, right, who, you know, is going to not play in the Broncos' last couple of games to kind of save them on the the insurance, the injury insurance on the, the contract. Um, so a, a parting there looks very plausible between the Denver Broncos and, the, and Russell Wilson, uh, which is crazy to think, you know, after just making that trade prior to last season. So – 
Um, I think he's kind of <laughs> had his name thrown into the ring now for Steelers 2024 starting quarterback by some people. Uh, I believe Mike Florio was the one ju- just that was on 93.7 The Fan and said that the Steelers would be on, you know, a, a, a list of teams that it would make sense for 2024. So add him to the list now. People have talked about Justin Fields, obviously, if the Bears decide to go a different direction and have that number one pick, they certainly could do so. Uh, you know, earlier in the season, you know, Kyler Murray was mentioned. Like, there's there's been Kirk Cousins coming off the Achilles injury. There's a lot of different avenues here that people are talking about. Some of them make sense. Some of them don't. Some of them are just like a pipe dream. But I, I don't know, Alan. Like, I, I certainly think that there needs to be some type of reshaping to this quarterback room. One scenario that, I, that I'll throw out there that I feel like seems pretty plausible right is you you obviously still bring back Kenny Pickett you have a new offensive coordinator you have like a Jacoby Brissett and you spend like a mid-round pick on a quarterback as well for to develop yeah that feels the most likely to me where you bring in you know whether it's Jacoby Brissett Gardner Minshew Tyrod Taylor maybe it's somebody that has some kind of connection to whichever coordinator you bring in right yeah, of I mean, that, that vein sense. though like that so, type of someone someone that understands the offense you're going to bring in. I think that would be a help to Kenny, even if, you know, you don't end up needing to use the guy uh, to have a quarterback mm-hmm. familiar with the system. All that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I, I And then maybe you draft a guy like I, I like the, the, the kid from Tulane. We'll get into the draft more as we go here. But I do think drafting a quarterback almost no matter what makes sense. But I have a real hard time – using another first round pick on a quarterback. Would, would you agree with that? Like is, you know, it's like trading up to get Jaden Daniels. Is that, I, I just, I don't see, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm off base here, but I just don't see that as one being very realistic and two feeling like a good idea. Yeah. I always like to have like basically two separate conversations. It's like, do I think, do I personally, would I do that? And do I think that the Steelers would the Steelers no like that is not happening. So let's get that part of the conversation out of the way. But like for me, I probably I wouldn't do that. I think that's more of a conversation of like 2025. Like if if things don't go right again in 2024 and we're still having a very similar conversation about the quarterback room, then maybe that would be the time to restart at the position and spend an early pick. I just don't think it's in 2024. I think it's pretty hard to focus your efforts on developing more than one quarterback at a time. And I think if Kenny Pickett is still on the roster in 2024, which I assume that he will be, um, then I would have a hard time highly drafting another quarterback to play with him, compete with him, behind him, whatever. whatever, However the result ends up, I just think you're going to have – yeah, you're not going to be able to develop both of those guys the way you would want to. Maybe I guess they just completely move on from Kenny. I, I, I don't really think that's very likely, but maybe it's possible. I wonder what his yeah. trade value would be. That's a really interesting question. It's something I haven't really explored a whole lot. Is like what would Ken, like, does Kenny Pickett have any trade value? What might he get back if they want to move on? I don't know. That's interesting. Mm. I think there would certainly be – you don't see players like that come available too often. So I think it's hard to have a good idea like what a sort of comparable trade would be. But I guess like the – usually when it happens, it's like the Drew Locke 
going back to Seattle in the Russell Wilson trade where it's like yeah. kind of a throw-in part. I, I don't know. Um, I I think there would be teams interested in Kenny Pickett. I'm not sure what they would be lining up to give. If you do move on from him, maybe that's the way you do it. I, I don't know. I, I think there's, there's hard questions to answer this offseason if Kenny Pickett is not the answer at quarterback. Would it be at all similar? Let me throw one out there. That's kind of just Josh Rosen, who was traded on his first contract uh, because, you know, a new regime took over and stuff like that. I think that was for a second and a fifth or something like that with Miami. Yeah, that sounds about familiar. I guess the difference is that Arizona didn't really play Josh Rosen that much. So they kind of had like yeah. an unknown commodity. And we talked about yesterday. More mystery. You know, I, I think it's. Yeah, it's it's reasonable to have lost some faith in Kenny Pickett's ability to become a starting franchise quarterback. Like I, I think that's reasonable at this point, based on what he's shown us over two seasons. That really didn't apply to Rosen because he didn't have much of a chance. Um, yeah, it's 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 certainly an unusual situation. I really don't think that. That's what's going to happen, though. I'm with you. I think they're going to sign some kind of high-level backup. I think they're going to maybe look to bring in a young guy. And that's why I said, like, certainly not a sure thing that Mason Rudolph is on this team next year, <laughs> let alone yeah. starting, which is just mm-hmm. crazy. That's that's not happening. Well, and, and to kind of bring it back to Mason, since you did, like I said, a lot of the comments obviously were about the topics that we talked about. It, what would your response be to somebody that brought that brings up like, Okay, obviously Mason has been in the league a lot longer than Kenny Pickett, but he's still had fewer starts. So, you know, he's had, despite playing less football in the NFL, playing less games, he's had more success. Like his stats obviously topple what Kenny Pickett has produced at the NFL level. Yeah, I mean, part of that, it's really hard to compare what Mason was doing in a very pass heavy offense under Randy Figner compared compared to what the Steelers have done with Kenny Pickett and Matt Kendall's offense, which is, well, in addition to being not very good, is, is a lot more run forward, right? I mean, those those late-stage Ben teams were some of the heaviest, uh, you know, pass-run slanted teams that we've seen in the NFL. And so I think it's a little hard to compare statistics. But I'll say this, you don't get to be where you are in Mason Rudolph's career if there are literally anyone – that is evaluating talent in the NFL that thinks you're capable of doing it. Just period. Like you don't you don't get to be a 28 year old third stringer who was a free agent with no offers for two months if anyone anywhere thinks that you're a poten- even a potential answer. And so I just think that you, you know, you move on. I mean, are there examples of guys having that career arc? Um, very few. Like. Tommy Maddox and Kurt Warner, like those are the only guys I can come up with that really went that long right. before they got a real chance to be an NFL quarterback and then turned out to be good. It, it just doesn't, this is not the way the world works. It doesn't happen very often. Cause even like as a late bloomer, Geno Smith like played early though for the jets and then kind of obviously was nothing for a little bit. And then, emerged again for seattle years later so it's not like the same type of arc there yeah i mean i guess you could kind of put geno smith in that same 
um, in that same group. But, you know, I just – Geno Smith was also, like, well-regarded as a backup, even though he was not given starting opportunities. Like, he was yeah. considered to be a good backup quarterback before the Seahawks turned him into a starter. And, and they turned him into a starter by accident. Like, it's not like they – planned that out right russell wilson some kind of injury or illness or something right what was the i can't remember what the exact ailment was i remember it was in pittsburgh when that was happening right um that they kind of opened the door for geno smith and then you know he ran through it but it's not like somebody decided to just give 27 year old geno smith a chance to be their starter like some bad stuff had to happen ahead of him and then he earned it uh, no one is going to go into 2024 with Mason Rudolph as their starter. No, this is not happening. Yeah, no, I do not envision a world where that is happening either. Um, but, Alan, do you think that he maybe should be somebody considered to, you know, we're talking about, like, the Steelers bringing in a, a veteran backup. Like, should he be considered based off what he does this week if he has to play the finale, whatever the direction the Steelers go to remain on the Steelers roster in that capacity? I guess. I mean... It's not like those guys that we've named, the Brissettes, the Tyrod Taylors. I mean, Gardner Minshew has played very well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not like that group of players has necessarily you know, been so good that I think there's a big barrier to entry to Rudolph kind of joining that group. I guess the question is, even if he gets three or four games, is that n- enough of a track record compared to what those other guys have to kind of put them ahead of the list, you know, 40, like, you know what, I I don't know where, I I guess it's possible. I think it will Mm -hmm. ultimately also pretty strongly depend on the preference of the new offensive coordinator, what kind of offense they're going to put in, you know, like that's, may just not be a good fit for what they want to do. Yeah, that last point was what I was going to say if you didn't, was like it's hard to even build a quarterback room that makes sense for 2024 without knowing who the offensive coordinator is for me. So that's kind Heather of where Mike I'm at. I a really good point when I asked. I actually was when I asked him about Jake Browning, when he said, mm-hmm. you know, guys that have been in the same system for a long time, it's easier for them to come in and have success. And he said, you know, look Yeah, Tomlin said that you know the, one of the reasons he felt like Jake Browning had so much success right away in Cincinnati was the amount of time that he'd spent in the system. And then he said the same thing with Gardner Minshew, and I didn't, hadn't even really made the connection that Minshew had played for Shane Steichen in Philadelphia before he came to Indianapolis. So that was a very familiar system for him to come into. And I never really made that connection before that as maybe a reason that Minshew was playing so well in Indy, and I think that, man, the fact that that was Tomlin to bring that up tells me if he brings in an offensive coordinator, I would look at that other quarterback in the room as being someone that perhaps has had some history with that new Mm -hmm. coordinator because that seems like something that he's maybe looking to tap into. Which is – that's why it's so funny, right, to, like, bring the Jacoby Brissett thing full circle and create that link because – 
it would have made sense with Canada here, and it, it'd be funny if Jacoby Brissett <laughs> became a quarterback in this for this team a year <coughs> after Canada's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of who the you know sort of candidates that that could. I mean, I don't really know that any. Like, I wonder who like, who was Davis Mills worked with Pep Hamilton, right? Like, I, I don't know. There's not there's not a ton mm. of those guys. I don't even know if Davis Mills will be available. Um, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Possibly. Did he work with – I don't know. I don't think so. He was somewhere else last year, right? And then um, – Yeah. Uh, Daryl Beevil is a guy we've talked about. Uh, Clint Kubiak is a guy we've talked about. Oh, Sam Darnold, maybe? That could be interesting. I could be on board with that. That's uh, – I can sit. Sam Darnold looked okay in that 49ers uh, end of the yeah. Ravens game. That Brock Purdy really struggled. You know what? There you go. There, that's the San Francisco 49ers conversation right now. Like, if those were Steelers fans having that, they'd be like, wait a minute. Should Sam Darnold be QB1 over Brock Purdy right now? Yeah. Well, maybe he'll <laughs> be QB2 of the Pittsburgh Steelers next year with Clint Kubiak as offensive coordinator. Uh, hey. Listen, I'm I'm on board with that. More so for the Kubiak thing, but like I think you do worse than Sam Darnold as a backup. I think so too. I think that's actually like I, I'm having a hard time envisioning the Steelers coordinator and quarterback position going better than bringing in Clint Kubiak and Sam Darnold this offseason. Like that that will be a like top tier outcome, right? We should, yeah. I'm about to go. I'm about to run through this. Not, not obviously on the show right here, but like go through and and look at potential OC and backup QB pairings and rank them for the Pittsburgh. And like Steelers we're saying season. backup, but I'm not really. Like I, I believe that they there should be competition for the job. I don't think they should hand Kenny Pickett the job. But sure. I mean, yeah. these guys that we're looking at are guys that are or are considered backup quarterbacks. You know, I don't think you're going to sign a Kirk Cousins or trade for Justin Fields or, or something like that. Yeah. All right. So yeah, a better way of wording is adding another quarterback to the room, like with experience. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Alan, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, I don't think so. I mean, keep the comments and questions coming. And I know we got a lot uh, on Twitter the other day that we didn't get to. So maybe we'll bring them yeah. up tomorrow. And I want to talk about TJ Watt at some point this week and his defensive player of the year candidacy. And why who the favorites are doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, so maybe we'll dedicate an episode to that at some point this week. We will need the Steelers quarterbacks to stop making news, though. So if that could happen, that would be yeah. Great. I was just say this TJ Watt conversation is how you win these fin- these fans back, Alan. After uh, all the comments that we've seen lately about Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, the TJ Watt topic should do you wonders whenever that takes place. All right, let's uh, let's plan that for some point this week. All right, there we go. Alan, tell the people where they could find you other than right here on this show. At Saunders underscore PGH on X, PGH Steelers Now. It's my site's account, SteelersNow.com. Check it out, all the Steelers coverage, lots and lots and lots of stuff. We've been really uh, – I feel like we're hitting our stride here in week 17. Me, Nick, Derek Bell, Chris Ward, Adam Boris, the whole team. Uh, great amount of Steelers content up there. Go check it out. And – like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. More Steelers videos. We got practice stuff. There's Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Just one video up here talking about um, feeling ready to go and why he never considered shutting things down for the season. 
Good stuff. All right. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here as well. So, you know, when a new video is posted, whether that be this show, some clips like Alan is talking about of player availability, some practice clips, all that good stuff. Uh, leave us a five-star review if you were listening somewhere else, Apple, Spotify, etc. I am Zachary Smith, PGH. Like I said, for Alan Saunders and myself, thanks for jumping in. Take another ride on the Steelers afternoon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And drive. 